This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 147. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Brett. (laughs) And this is Brett Hurst. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. All right. Well, today's episode is called Marital Friendship. I think that's an important topic. You know, I thought this was something we had already done an episode on. We kind of did one a long, long time ago, but this is a crucial part of marriage. And I just kind of thought we maybe had had multiple episodes of it, but this is kind of our first one. I have a question for our listeners. Are you friends with your spouse? I'd like to think I am. I'm definitely friends with my spouse. Good. Well, then Very I am. good friends with my spouse. <laughs> Research has shown that couples that have a great friendship have a higher percentage overall of marital satisfaction. In fact, the emotional connection that married couples share is said to be five times more important than their physical intimacy. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I won't say physical intimacy is not an important part. Of I marriage. definitely won't say that. You will not say that. But it stands to reason that if you're married for a long, long time and you grow old together, mm-hmm. that, you know, beauty fades and physical intimacy wanes. And hopefully that marital friendship just gets stronger and stronger. Right. Emotional intimacy carries you through life. For sure. We've been quoting a lot of John Gottman recently, but I want to give another one for this episode. John Gottman says this, quote, happy marriages are based on a deep friendship, and that friendship is the core of a strong marriage. Gottman's research has shown that a high quality friendship in a marriage is an important predictor in romantic and physical satisfaction. Mm. So I have this theory of why we sort of compartmentalize friendship and romantic feelings when you want me to hear, you want to hear my theory? Sure. Well, that's why (laughs) we're here. I was thinking the other day as I was writing this episode, I was like, you know, when you're young and you're like, you start to find other, you know, the other gender attractive Uh and you start getting a little boy crazy or a little girl crazy. You know, fifth we, grade for me. Oh, fifth grade for you. Mm-hmm. Mine was, uh, yeah, I think mine was around there too. But there's, even when you start dating, there's this mindset where you're like, well, I like him as a friend, mm-hmm. or I like her as a friend. I don't really like her as a boyfriend, or I don't have romantic feelings. Almost to say, I think we learn as a young, you know, culture that you can either have a friendship. Or you can have... Like it's one or the other. Yeah. And so that's my theory. (laughs) What was your theory? (laughs) Is that we we learn to compartmentalize the two as if they don't go together. I see. Don't you think that's a good theory? Um, I I think that probably stands true. But of course, we know through marriage research and from being married almost 36 years coming up. That they go hand in glove. Of course they go together. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense to us now, but maybe as young people, we don't really pick up on that. Right. 
Uh, Liz Higgins, who's a therapist in Dallas, says there are four things we need to remember about our, our friendship with our spouse. One is to remember to be on your partner's team. And I think that's something, Brett, you and I do pretty well mm-hmm. is even in the midst of conflict, we will often remind each other. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. This is Team Hearst. You know, we're not going anywhere. We just got to figure this out. And we speak highly of Team Hearst when we're not together, when yeah. we're with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, For we sure. always speak highly and think highly of one another. Yep complimenting each other and and bragging on each other for sure. Mm-hmm. The second thing is to make everything positive in your relationship part of foreplay. To make everything positive, positive. in your relationship part, part of, of foreplay. In other okay. words, the things that are going well, put those in your your emotional bank account for the other person and mm-hmm. thinking positively and respectfully about the other person. Well, I'm all for more foreplay. The third thing she says is express genuine interest in your partner. Uh I think this is important for couples who've been married a long time because they may not have any glaring issues in terms of like, you know, big problems or like, you know, they're content, they're fine, Mm -hmm. but they've just kind of lapsed into that malaise of, we know each other so well, I don't Mm. need to have any curiosity around this person anymore. Right. And we're always encouraging couples Keep turning toward each other. Keep digging in and learning about each other. Yeah, we always talk about the lifelong learner uh, value that we hold uh-huh. in life in general, but particularly being a lifelong learner of your spouse yeah. if you're married. Yeah, for sure. Because there's so much to mine, if you like that, so much to mine in there. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And then the fourth one is turn small moments into pivotal experiences. Mm-hmm. This is getting into the Gottman's research around bids for connection, which mm-hmm. I know we've talked about recently, is that, you know, if a little tiny exchange happens between the two of you. It's significant. Yeah. And let that be something worth celebrating. And even those tiny things can turn into significant life memories. For sure. When you least expect it. Yeah, absolutely. The Gottmans came up with a model that they call the Sound Relationship House, and we've shared about that on the podcast. You can Google it and find an actual image of it. It's kind of a neat way of thinking about your relationship. It has seven stories to it. To the house. To the house. Right. The three levels at the bottom are the foundation of marital friendship. So you've got level one, which is love maps. Mm -hmm. Knowing all these intricate, specific things about one another. Yeah. You've got the next level two is nurturing fondness and admiration for each other. Which is kind of a duh. Yeah. But it's amazing how many people don't invest in that. For sure. And then level three is turning toward each other. Right. And if you want to hear us kind of unpack what those are, you can go back to episodes 89, 90, and 91, where we actually take each one of those and really talk about what that looks like. Okay. So love maps are when, you know, as you said, Brett, one spouse makes kind of a map of the other spouse's world. It's kind of this cognitive part of the brain that's reserved for the things I know about my spouse. Mm -hmm. You can assess how your love maps are doing by asking yourself questions like, do I know my spouse's friends? Mm -hmm. Do I know what my spouse's current aspirations are? What is stressing my spouse out right now? Mm-hmm. Do I know their spiritual things that they're thinking about or wrestling with right now? Right. You know, these are things about your spouse's interior world that you as their spouse, mm-hmm. how many times can I say spouse <laughs> in a frame of one minute? But these are things that we should know right. about each other. And yet I would imagine that a lot of 
even long-time married couples don't know that. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying we get so caught up in life and activity and job and calendar and managing the family and on and on it goes that we don't take the time to update those conversations. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, who have you been hanging out with the most? Who is your closest friend or mm-hmm. friends? And what are those things that you're wanting to do next in your life? Yeah. And those are areas that friends, close friends, know mm-hmm. about each other. Right. So if we've strayed from that in our marriage relationship, we've, we want to come back to that right. and sort of lean back into that. Right. So that's the love maps. And then fondness and admiration is a crucial piece of marital friendship because it really taps into how we feel about our spouses. Mm-hmm. We've talked before about Admiration and fondness are the two really important pieces to feel about our spouse, but they're things that we have to nurture at some point. Mm -hmm. They don't always come that naturally. We just have to lean into that. Yeah, everybody has those times in their marriage. You, What is it? You love each other, but you don't like each other. Yeah. Everybody's got those times for a myriad of different reasons. Uh But it makes it a little tough when you're not focusing on rekindling the liking one another. Right. Not just the loving one another. Yeah. Which I kind of want to, you bring up a good question. Like, can you actually love someone without liking them? Like maybe in a split second when they do something right. that irritates you. Yeah. I think we're talking about uh, big picture, long, yeah. longitudinal type yeah. thing versus. Because the, the-, the reason I bring that up is because we've had couples who have said, Something along those lines. I, I love this person, but I don't really like being married to them. Mm-hmm. And it makes me always ask the question, can you love? I guess what they're trying to say is I'm committed to this person. Right. Or I'm not going to divorce this person, but I don't really like them. I would just think that would be a miserable kind of marriage. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, but I was really focusing on the short term. Yeah, yeah. I don't like them right now. We're there, in a fight. Those or, moments yeah, of irritation. We've been ir- yeah, we've, we've seen too much of each other yeah. or not enough of each other lately <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, there are questions that can kind of help us figure out how we're feeling about the other person. Do you tell your partner you love them mm-hmm. uh, every day? Believe it or not, there are a lot of couples out there who never say I oh, love you. It it just surprises me. Yep. Are you proud of your partner? Very much so. Um, do you? <laughs> I'm not fishing for compliments. No, but I am. I'm always <laughs> very, very proud of you. I tell people that. I, I'll bet I tell people that every week. I know. I know you do. And and I I know that from when I meet people who haven't met Bean before, but they've met you before, they'll say, oh, Brett just talks so highly about you. And I always think, oh my gosh, that's the sweetest thing. Uh-huh. Do you respect your partner? Do you admire your partner? These are things that I'm afraid we've fallen into the trap as a culture of just assuming these things are either naturally there as feelings or they're not. Like they're given. Yeah. And I don't think we fully understand that we can actually make these things, we can nurture these things. Develop them. And one of the ways we do that is we practice appreciation, Mm -hmm. which is something, you know, really big in our relationship. We say, thank you a lot. And we notice what the other person does a lot. Right. So sidebar question related to this, how much effort does it take to really verbally respect someone you think? Ask the question again. How much energy, how much investment does it take to respect somebody? I mean, you could say, I respect my spouse Mm -hmm. and say it kind of in a passing way, like like I always have, you know, or whatever. But 
I, in this case, I'm thinking about actively engaging mm-hmm. in the act of respecting. Yeah. Somebody, you know what I mean? It takes, yes. takes some effort. Just like it takes effort to say, I love you. Uh-huh. To say it in a meaningful way and exactly. not just have it roll off your tongue like right. it's, I love you, know, you. I love you, bye. Right. Yeah, I think it does take the word we all always love is intentionality. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I know there are times in our marriages where we're passive and we're just kind of not paying attention. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you got to sit up and pay attention right. if you want a good marriage. I don't mean to make it sound so simplistic, but you have to put in. Right. You got to pay attention. <laughs> right. So to do that, you already mentioned our word we say all the time, got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. But there's, you've also got to have margin to be able to do it. Yeah. So right. there's another podcast episode. Mm-hmm talking about margin and how important it is to developing these things that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I are leading our annual marriage retreat coming up and that's what people say who come and attend that retreat is that Hmm. just having that carved out time where we're, we're given permission to just focus on each other. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. To focus on one another. Yeah. That is huge. And I guess it's a luxury. Not everyone can take the time to do that or afford to, you know, go somewhere. But even if you can do that in little tiny pockets, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what a date night is for. That's what just sitting on the couch for 10 minutes and processing your day is for. Right. Exactly. It's for, it's for showing up and telling your partner, I care about you enough to just stop what I'm doing and turn toward you. Right. I mean, if you go to a marriage retreat once a year, that's a great investment of your time. It's concentrated and all that. But what you're talking about it's how important it is to take this intentional time to express your respect, your admiration, your affection for one another mm-hmm. during the week. Yeah. So it gets back to how important it is for us to build into our routine ongoing emotional connection. Yeah. Which yeah. is, it takes effort. Yeah. It takes especially practice in our, too. Especially in our busy world where mm-hmm. we just can put that on the back burner so easily. Okay, I'm sorry, another question. Okay. So we we just established again that it takes uh, effort and time and margin and all these other things. Why don't we value it? Why do we, based on our actions, we don't really represent that? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? In other words, mm-hmm. why is our job or our time with our kids or our grandkids or whatever more what we tend to do mm-hmm. than doing this with the person that we said mm-hmm. was going to be the, the most important human relationship in our life. There's probably more than one answer, but I would say it goes along with what we always say, which is you'll sacrifice for your job because you have to have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You'll sacrifice for your kids or maybe your grandkids because <clears throat> you're kind of you're wired that way, wired that way. And they're, part of your DNA. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why it's easy to put it on the back burner and just go, well, we'll get to that. You Mm -hmm. know, I wonder if some people think it's selfish. Well, gosh, I'm scheduling a date night when I have all these other things I need to be doing. Is that, why should I be pursuing that? We're already married. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want, yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe the selfishness. I think that's true, but I also think it's, uh, I think it's just work. It is work. And it's not always easy. No. But even though it's, quote, work and it's not always easy, once you're doing it and once you get in the habit of doing it, you go, this is 
kind of what life's all about. Mm -hmm. You know, the benefit is is pretty great for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, I think it just takes reminders like this conversation we're having right now that yeah. how important it is. Yeah. Well, we talked about those first two foundational stories in the sound relationship house. And then the third one is that concept of turning toward each other. Mm. Um, you know, that kind of deals with how a couple processes their life, their mm. day. Do you tell your partner when you've had a bad day? Mm-hmm. Your partner probably knows by how you're behaving, but do you talk about it? Do you like to spend time together in similar ways? Are you spiritually compatible? Do you share life goals? Mm. We talk about the difference between there's kind of this global turning toward each other and that's getting married. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've decided we're going to share our life together. Yeah. But the marriage research actually deals more with the little moments mm-hmm. of turning toward each other that don't seem significant. Yeah, not not the big ask, will you marry me, and not the big event of or the, the wedding. Or the big trip to Hawaii right. or all of that. It's the, did you hear my bid for connection when I just told you that seemingly insignificant thing the other day and you didn't respond? Did or, you pick up that I need a hug or uh-huh, whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah. So this leads to my question that I was really actually wanting to get to in this episode, and that is, does all of this mean that spouses have to be best friends? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a priority. If that, It depends on what you mean by best friends. That, that's a good thing to say because here's, here's why I'm asking the question. A, a friend of mine recently asked me, Brett, if I considered you, Brett, to be my best friend as my husband. Okay. And I said, yes, of course. And then I said, but I have a caveat. I said, my daughter, Sarah, is my best girlfriend. Meaning that obviously, if something wonderful or terrible happens to me, Brett is my first go-to phone call or, Mm. you know, telling. But if I hear a hilarious line on a TV show that Sarah and I both love, Mm -hmm. I'll text her because we have that thing in common and you wouldn't really care or appreciate what it is. Right. And you also enjoy a very special, unique relationship with your son, our son. Yes. You know, that it's y'all's special place. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm going to go, if I want someone to go with me to get a pedicure, I'm not going to ask you, Brett. I'm going to ask Sarah. Good. So. (laughs) Not interested. (laughs) Good. And I know that. And so I, you know. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, and we've said this before a million times, of course it's good to have other friends, right. other other even besties, if you want to kind of right. call them that. But you're not going to spend all day long talking about the intricacies of music like Caleb, our son, and I will mm, do. Exactly. You know, or the sports thing or, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you overlap into those areas because mm-hmm. you want to show interest and so yeah. forth, but it's not your, it's not your it's like yeah. me with the candles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't care about candles. <laughs> I, I like when you light them. I'm proud to have them around the house. And if there's a certain limit that, uh, of candles that somebody can own in one establishment. But <laughs> well, I just got, as I was kind of thinking about the whole close friendship, best friendship, you know, best girlfriend, best guy friend, whatever, I was just thinking that the concept of I married my best friend can set some couples up to feel like they're falling short. Right. 
because to me, it's kind of, it falls in the same camp as that term soulmate. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty idea. It's sweet sounding, but you and I feel about the word soulmate. It's just kind of doesn't hold water. I think with both of these soulmate, best friend and so forth, we're leaving out that life is multidimensional. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I th- for me, it gets back to priority. Mm-hmm. You know, you are my top priority. Uh-huh. I love my kids. Mm-hmm. I adore my grandkids. I love my great friends, mm-hmm. friends I've had my whole life, yeah. a lot longer than I've known you. Yeah. But you're my priority because I determined at some point in my life that you would be the most important relationship. Right. So in that sense, you know, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, you would, you're number one. Yeah. So I guess, you know, and I feel the same way. And so I guess, so for, glad you, said that. you know, for those couples who have best friends, close friendships, and their spouse just feels like <laughs> someone they live with, <laughs> right. you know, that maybe is a an invitation to deal with that, you know, and really start to build that friendship again, because most likely you were friends in the beginning. Right. I mean, I don't know why, why would you marry someone you're not friends? friends with. Right. I don't know. So. Well, best friends, schmesh friends. (laughs) The point is there's so much more depth to get out of your marriage relationship. Right. You can always become more intimate together. You can always grow together Mm -hmm. in closer ways. You can always learn more about your spouse and enjoy more about your spouse. Right. You know, Yeah. for couples that we deal with that are estranged or they've just come out of something very serious like an affair or whatever, Mm -hmm. we try to help them focus on rebuilding or maybe building for the first time Mm -hmm. the depth of priority of this relationship because there's just so much payoff. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up the infidelity thing. That's interesting because so much of the conversation around recovering from an affair is we'll hear spouses, you know, like a a hurt spouse will say, it's not even so much that the person had sex with another person. Yeah. But maybe... Not a good thing, though. No, it's not a good thing. But it's also that they were sharing their heart with that person. And they were laughing together and and having, you know, fun memories together. And and the spouse feels like, where did that go for us? You know? Yeah. While somebody was in that world of right. being deceived really yeah, yeah. frankly so anyway I, this was a this is a good topic and you know as we said the research bears it all out that friendship really is a huge cornerstone piece so build your friendship with your spouse all right best bud <laughs> well if you'd like to contact us you can find us at marriage to the max.org also we hope you'll follow us on social media and i'd like to give a special thank you to caleb hurst for producing this episode our wonderful son <laughs> thanks for listening today and until next time remember healthy marriage healthy world god bless y'all